You're listening to the Pretty Bitchy Podcast, where we interview some of our favorite people and determine if they've been exhibiting pretty behavior or bitchy behavior. Hey, there we go. Here we go. We're chatting. We're talking. We're getting volumes. We're getting levels. Levels. There's levels to us. There's... <laughs> no, there's one There's one level and it's insane. <laughs> Dude, oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, It's this is the season finale episode. It has been 20 weeks of this shit. <laughs> We're wrapping it up. We simply must. <laughs> we have to, bro. We have to take a break. We gotta just live none lives for like two weeks. I just need to, like, not be around people for a long time. I am going to go to the woods. <laughs> You're going to go to the woods. Yeah. Oh. Ah! <laughs> I'm going to go hide. I'm going to go hide in a forest. I need to be away from civilization for a little bit. I think that, like, with a podcast that people don't understand, it's that, like, you actually have gotten a window into my life that I didn't even want to look back on. Yeah, I don't <laughs> What recollection of this period? Erase it. <laughs> yeah, like truly, actually, now that I think, I don't want you, I don't want anyone to be able to listen and even get like a fragment of what's going on in my mind. No, like the fact that everyone can see how badly the retrogrades went for me, and it's like it's out there forever. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm too tired to really think about it. If I had a little bit more mental clarity. Um, if I hadn't been abusing 5 a.m. last call for the past nine days, then maybe I would really be able to think of the consequences related to everyone um, knowing <laughs> what the shadow period has been for me. But yeah. thankfully, I've kind of like self-lobotomized. I think that... 4 a.m. last call should be illegal. And there's a reason it usually is. <laughs> yeah, because you know what you see? You see the people that have ended their night being like, walking by and be like, I could do one more. And those are the people that end up breaking up with their partners, cheating on somebody. Something happens. It's never good news. No. Like, I could have left. I could have not went anywhere yesterday. I could have not even been there. But no, what did I decide to do? Why don't I have a shroom chocolate at sunset? and i haven't done shrooms in a long time because everything was going so shitty that like i was like i don't know if i want the demons coming out of my conscious right now oh my god i felt like there was something was being expelled yeah i feel like i went through like an exorcism yeah an emotional exorcism yeah like the shroom chocolate was like also too tasty Cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. You can't like, do that. I, these things have to taste bad. I want, you don't understand. If you're giving me shrimp chocolate, I want it to be like poo flavor. Yeah, no, literally. Like, I want it to taste like the dirt. It needs to taste like the ground because if it's cookies and cream, I'm going to eat the whole bar. I had two squares and I literally was in a different state of mind. <laughs> I literally was just like, nothing mattered. You were astral projecting. Everyone was just like, do you not see all this stuff happening? And I was like, no. Don't worry about it. Don't acknowledge it. That's what you kept saying to me. Tamara's like, see, the thing is, Bria, is you just need not to care. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. I think after a certain number of gin and tonics, it's hard to be 
in a not caring mood. I realized last night, Jin makes me very confrontational. <laughs> Jin makes me very confrontational. What I do love is that you're like such a ride or die and like you haven't had many moments where you've had to step in. <laughs> but they've all been this week. They've all been this <laughs> they've week. All been this week. You've, all, you've always had to be like, this week alone, you're like, excuse me? <laughs> what is this? And I'm like, don't address it. It doesn't matter. But see, the thing is, is I'm like, I have a best friend like you and like, cause that's not how you are in those situations. <laughs> you like, you're not casual in those situations. So I'm like, I kind of have to match your energy, which I'll never be able to totally match your energy. I, w- I don't know how. I'd have to alter my brain chemistry. Yeah, you'd have to like. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You'd have to grow up as a Jamaican Jew. In yeah. Scarborough. A little Freaky Friday. We should do that. I, I I don't know. I wonder what it would be like to be you for a day. I. Mentally, I don't know if you could handle it. Not because, like, you're so mentally strong as a person, but it's more so, I think my brain has a lot of annoying intricacies that if you were trapped in them, you would lose your mind. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think. I don't know how to, like, explain this. (laughs) And I think all the time too much about too many different things that don't matter. Yeah, I don't think at all. Like, things happen and I'm like, oh, I guess that's a natural progression. Like, everything that happens to me happens in that moment without any forethought. Wow. Yeah. You're an in-the-moment bitch. Yeah, anytime I'm planning something, it's usually very chaotic and evil. Um, Yes. (laughs) And... And so chaotic I just try and to, evil. And evil, both. Chaotic and evil. Chaotic evil. Yeah. That actually is. That's crazy. A little rebrand. <laughs> Next retrograde. Next retrograde, you should have a chaotic evil edition. Yeah. All your enemies. All my enemies on one, one show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wish I like. I would pay for a ticket to that. I should do that. <laughs> that, I should do that would be crazy. Just like me. Well, should I really name drop? No, nah, let's not. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really hate a lot of people. Um, I actually don't, which is surprising. I used to hate everyone. No, you don't really hate people anymore. I think now you pretend like they don't exist. I'm really good at that. Yeah. I'm super good at that. Yeah. That's a new talent we've really unlocked for you <laughs> yeah. in the past year or so. <laughs> Yeah, I the more energy I give to these people, like it's like they want it. It's like that's their like they feed off of like, oh, and then she thinks this and it's like I don't think about you ever. Okay, that is one thing that I've noticed in my older age that there are certain people that do genuinely get energized by conflict. Yeah. Whereas me, I I lay down. I wave a white flag. I want a nap. Like I it exhausts me. I, I want to hide from it, run from it. It's just, I, I don't know why people would ever think they want a conflict with me. Yeah, I... <laughs> like, it's just like, yo, you're not going to win. It's not even close. Like, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's making sure that I win. Yes. I will win every argument. Yo, I will cut you down on my words so hard that I don't even have to hit you. <laughs> and that is a problem for you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to use violence anymore. I've already used violence for a long time. I was actually talking the other day about how many fucking trees I've had to plant (laughs) in my life. (laughs) There's no one that served our community more than me. Okay? 
how many times I've dodged jail? Like, okay, buddy, you're not, you don't know. How many trees equals a sentence? I drive by some of the places that I planted, like, full-blown forests. And you see, like, kids playing, yeah. enjoying their lives. Yeah, it's like... Frolicking. Yeah. I see kids playing in, like, literally the infrastructure I've built. Yeah. The darkest moments of your life. Yeah, there's a place right by um, Eglinton Station beside the Home Depot in Scarborough. And when you go there, the most luscious trees. Like, they... I tried. <laughs> I tried. to 200 hours of community service that year. Who? That year. <laughs> I was in anger management for a really long time. Yeah. And, like, it worked. <laughs> now I have a podcast. There's a little bit more oxygen, clean air. Yeah. In Scarborough. <laughs> Yo, literally, I'm giving life before I take a life away. Well, I mean, we have some wrap-up things from the season, and I feel like that kind of does uh, enter a good segue. My first thing I felt like we should talk about is lessons we've learned from this season. <laughs> it's very hard for me to learn. I, I don't know. Like I feel like you'd be better to tell me what you think I've learned this season. Like, have I grown? I don't know. I think that you've grown for sure. Perfect. I've seen I've seen your level of reaction reduce. Okay. I've seen a calm queen. Yeah. And um I think that you kind of let go of situations and move on from them a little quicker now. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. And um what's the last one? Hmm. Dig deep. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. I think I think that you are more I think you look at yourself more. You look inward more. Yeah. You know what happened? I just got a lot of professional jobs. Yeah. And like I can't afford to beat people up. Yes, I think that the money yeah. <laughs> that you're making yes. and the careers and jobs you have matter more than that. Yeah. Like, which is a sign of maturity. And a sign <laughs> of being a full Jew. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to let you guys fuck up my bag, but like, I do want to hit you, but like, I'm going to be calm. Yeah. And that is like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't count backwards from 10 and all that stuff that people think that anger management's about. It's really about knowing that none of this matters. And most things that people bring to you are their own insecurities and problems that they push onto you. And the more you feed into it, the more that they you can fuel their narcissism. And I'm just not doing that for people anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's only gonna deplete your energy. Yeah, and I'm already tired. Yeah. What lessons do you think I've learned? I think that you learned how to get out of your shell more and, like, go on dates. Remember how you said you would never date in, like, episode two? <laughs> You were like, the idea of having to go on a date, this is my time, this is my space. And then you went on a bunch of dates, you created a roster. Yeah. You uh, eliminated a lot of people. <laughs> you got very good at speaking directly about situations. I mean, we still have work to do. <laughs> Truly. But you're on your way, and I think that you learned that. I think that you, like, yeah, you became more comfortable in your your skin, yeah, I think that's actually true. I think that's a pretty accurate assessment. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think that, like, together, we scare people. <laughs> <laughs> that is 
probably accurate. People have started associating us as like one unit. I know. We are kind of like conjoined twins. Yeah, everyone's like, well, like the other day I went to a bar. I went to Comedy Bar East and someone was like, oh, if you're looking for Bria, she just went downstairs. I was like, why would I be looking for Bria? <laughs> I'm like, oh, because aren't you looking for her? I was like, no, I'm getting my pizza. <laughs> But I, and I already know Bria's here. <laughs> I've already we, talked to her 11 times a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not wrong. But it's just like, not out loud. Yes. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. <laughs> no, that's very true. Um, what do you think the craziest story of this season's been? Okay, there have been a lot of crazy stories. I think the craziest story was definitely when we had Rebecca on. <laughs> and because I think what was crazy about that episode is that she didn't realize how fucked up it was. Yeah, the fact that we had to tell her yeah. was scary. Because usually she's the first person to like call something like that out. Yeah. So I was like, you did not see your own red flag. Yeah, like because she did start off working, like serving, bartending, and it ended with her being in a garage with mannequins. Yes. And I was like, are you not seeing that that's fucked? And it was actually so insane. She's like, yeah, we just went into this garage and there are all these, like, mannequins there. And we had like, to she's saying, like, yeah, like, she's saying, like, I ordered the filet fish at McDonald's. Like, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Mannequins? No grown man should own multiple mannequins. Any mannequins. Any, yeah. Why really? would you need a mannequin? I, maybe you're a seamstress? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a seamstress. Which, <laughs> honestly... <laughs> A the dying, 1900s. Yeah, it's a dying profession. <laughs> like, truly just go on Amazon. Oh, I guess, is it called a tailor if you're a man and a seamstress if you're a woman? You know what? Um, I don't see, I don't see gender boundaries. True. Wow. Oh, so yeah, evolved. Like, yeah, everyone's an actor. <laughs> everyone's a seamstress. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant everyone's an actor like we're living in a play or movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant like, you know, people like actor, actress, it's like actor. Right. That's how delusional I am. I'm like, oh, you mean the movie that is our life. I feel like I'm in a movie. I yeah. do feel like I'm in a movie. But that was by far the craziest story that I think that I heard. I'm trying to think back. The other one that really stuck out for me is um, Sam Burns and the Mentalist. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a TV show or something. It Sam Burns and the Mentalist. The Mentalist is a TV show. The Mentalist is a show. That's probably why I'm thinking of it. Um, but just picturing Sam new freshly in comedy with a Mentalist who is flipping on the crowd. Like to me, that is. <gasps> That's an I think you can leave sketch. Yeah, that like, is. Like, for me, I'm like, that has to be a sketch. That Like, there's another universe where that's been on SNL or something. 100%, especially with the, like, yes or no. Only yes or no answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, uh, I'm not sure. He's like, it's yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can see. I can see a divorced man yeah. who has lost his family due to his mentalist career. 100%. Getting this gig and being like, this is the big one. This, this one's got to go good. It's like when people decide to be like motivational speakers. Oh, yeah. You know any motivational speaker is there because... They failed at real estate. Yes. <laughs> There's no other option. They're in, they're in the deepest depths of their own breakdown. Yeah. And they're holding it together trying to fool you. 
Can you imagine dating a mentalist? Um, no, I can't. Not even in my greatest mental mind could I. What would be the worst profession to date? Oh, I know what it is. It's a chef. Never mind. Oh. Yeah. Why? Just because they're like all kind of they're angry, angry and alcoholic. They're angry. They're alcoholics. Yeah. Like super. You know what? And they're and they're dicks. Yeah. They and they're are. up at like crazy. They they don't have any time to spend with you. But they're hot. They are hot. You know, even crazier. I once dated a pastry chef. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and wow. Yeah. Like that was not too long ago. I've never been treated worse. I've never. <laughs> I, I never and it's so funny because it's the most delicate of the yeah. of the like chef subsets. I don't know. He lived around the corner from me, and he would only see me after like two a.m. I don't hate that. No, and it was, and I've known him for a while, and like he like refused to like follow. Maybe he just didn't like me. Now I'm looking back on it. He, what were you going to say? He refused to follow you on Instagram? Follow me on Instagram. Um, and we were like friends. Okay, at what point do you start following someone you're sleeping with on Instagram? I'm already following them because I only fuck my friends. I know. But okay, I'm saying in general, not in Tamara world. Um, okay, I think that maybe after you've introduced them to your friends. Okay, that's a good... And then when do you do that? <laughs> uh, soon, hopefully. If we're talking about you. <laughs> Can't wait to meet him. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that's changed. Like, you're seeing someone now. I didn't know. I don't think we're seeing each other. Okay, do you see each other? <laughs> yeah, we hang out. Okay, so then when do you think that is? I'm, I'm hanging. I'm chilling. Playing it fast and loose. That reminds me back in the day. Remember when there used to be like so many stages where you dated someone? You're like, oh, we're talking. Yes. Then we're dealing. Oh, dealing. I've never heard that one. Talking's the beginning stage. Okay. I think we're kind of in that. And then dealing is when like people know about it. Ah, uh, okay. And then um, dating is when it's like exclusive. Okay. And then that's my boyfriend. That's the reveal. Or the girlfriend. Reveal. Or yeah. whatever. So there's four stages. Right. And where do you find yourself? I think I'm in stage one. Okay. Talking, hanging. Okay, so honestly, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why isn't it good? I wouldn't spend that much time to just be in that stage, though. Well, I guess I'm probably going to use some of my new communication skills to figure out if we're hopping to the next step. Yeah, because I, I, I will say that, like, you have this thing, and listeners, I don't know if you have that, like, let us know, um, where when you like someone, you do this thing where you try to break them emotionally. No! Tamara, don't say that, because that's so mean. Okay, how would you say <laughs> I would say that when I like someone, I get very confused and overwhelmed, and I shut down, and that can come off in the wrong way because it can be hurtful. You should be a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the way you spun that shit. That is insane. Call me the press. <laughs> 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 no, but I don't do, like, I know what you're talking about because, like, when I like someone, I can't talk to them anymore. Which is, like, literally the opposite of what liking someone is. I know. And so there's obviously something wrong up here in the noggin. 
Um, I mean... <laughs> we've got some theories running this season. Yeah, we have a couple theories. We have a couple fucking theories. We have a couple preliminary diagnosis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, but I think that, like, that should be, maybe for season two... We could just have you living your best Tamara era. Yeah, no, um, that is really one of my goals because you put it in a very good way to me um, about just how, like, to the person on the other side of that, that's really confusing and hurtful. Yeah. So I understand that now. Mm-hmm. And you, like, really worded it in a way that resonated with me. And when I realized that, I was like, oh, I would never want to make someone feel that way. Because I wasn't doing it intentionally. Yeah, that's the thing about you. You are, like, sweet by nature, but you're, like... <laughs> you're sweet by nature. <laughs> Finish the sentence! <laughs> you're you're aloof in mindset. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> what else do we... Oh, do we think we've been more pretty or more bitchy this season? I think. (laughs) I like that you're taking a pause. Yeah, here's the thing. I've never considered myself bitchy. Other people have said that I am. Right. Okay, so what do you consider yourself to be? Honest? Yes. Direct. Direct. Yes, we could use the word direct. Like, I I think that, like, I think it's more bitchy to be fake. I would agree with that. But could I use nicer words? Yes. Yes. Was I all the way on the pretty side? Absolutely not. So I guess I've been more bitchy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to pretend. But I think that we've implemented a lot of pretty behavior into our life. Yes, I've done a lot of, like, self-care, set boundaries. I set a lot of boundaries this year. We both have really actually worked on boundaries. Yeah, because I used to have no boundaries, and that was making me literally depressed. It drains all the energy out of you. I think I didn't actually realize how much boundaries were for, like, my own self-care. Yeah, like, honestly, and everyone make, like thinks it's so funny, but, like, me having a therapist and a life coach really showed me that, like, boundaries are in every aspect of your life, like, in every situation. Like, not just your friendships, not just your relationships, your work life, yourself. Yes. It's set about boundaries with yourself, too. Yeah, and setting boundaries with yourself is actually the hardest thing to do. That's why I had to not drink for a bit. I was because, like, I have to set this boundary. Yeah. With, like, with my liver. Yeah. <laughs> Between my mind and my lower half. Yeah, like, I can't be... And honestly, I'm a lot bitchier when I'm drunk. Yeah, you didn't have to say that, but, like, that was a big reveal. (laughs) (laughs) That's bitchy! (laughs) Well, I mean, you were saying that, like, I was gonna be shocked. Uh, I was really nice last night. Yeah, you were really nice last night. Everyone kept trying to pull me into drama that I didn't care about. Yeah, that did happen. And I just kept being like, what part of I do not care? But unfortunately, the problem is, is when you have a basement with a bunch of mentally ill people mm-hmm. and then a 4 a.m. last call, it's not going to go smooth. I got home at 5.38. I think, yeah, I think I got home around like, I think I called my Uber at 4.44. I like had a 
Ooh, angel yeah. numbers. Oh, true. What does that mean? Um, those are my angel numbers for the month. So when they were oh, like, wow. yeah, fours, I've been seeing a lot and like, yeah. I keep seeing white moths. I told you, I texted yeah. you the other day, I saw a white moth and then I was on the subway yesterday, sit down in a seat, right on the windowsill, there's a white moth. Wow. I know. What did we say that that meant again? I think we said it meant like rebirth or something and... That happened yesterday, also an Aries full moon, and I'm an Aries. So it was like a convergence of two signs. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But no. I woke up feeling worse than ever today, so I don't know. I woke up feeling about. like the retrograde's actually over. Really? I woke up, yeah, I mean... Feeling I, refreshed. I feel great. Huh. I feel great in the sense that, like... I am very proud of myself during this festival, like, for Just for Laughs Toronto, that, like, I have nothing to report back about, about me. Yeah. A lot's happened. A lot has happened. A lot of it very funny. But for me, like, I am not in the center of any drama for once. Last year, I was in the eye of the most dramatic, chaotic week of my life. So much shit was happening. I was, like, really in the center of it. And I made a promise to myself last year that, like, yo, you cannot be turning 35 having drama like this surrounding your life. And I just, like, hunkered down. That was your turning point. It was my turning point because I was involved in a situation with absolute lunatics. And I just was like, this is not my problem. Yeah. And I realized there's so many problems I'm involved in that are not my problem. And that can just be everyone else's problems. Like, you deal with your own shit, like the way that I deal with my shit. Yeah. Actually, one of the questions I had for us for this episode was, be honest, what's my most toxic personality trait? And I think you just said what yours was in the past. What was it? Just, like, the idea of, like, being involved in things. Yeah. And now having a step back. Yeah, my toxic trait was that um, the problem is that I'm too nosy. I want to know. Your problem is you do know way too much. I know way too much. Like, you are like a CIA folder of, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Of, like, redacted information. I know. You're that in person form. Yeah, I know. And that's exactly like my mom. It's like most Jews. But, like, like, I know way too much. Too many things that I don't even think I need to know. But I like knowing them because it shows that, like, Everyone thinks that I have a big a big mouth, and it's like I do, only to like two people, and then nobody else knows anything. Yeah. And I used to tell a lot of people things. I used to be able to trust more people, but I realized I can't trust those people. And now I trust almost no one. Yeah. And my life is so much better. I'm hardening. <laughs> I'm becoming a, like I guess I'm becoming a full bitch. I don't know if that's hardening. I think that's just another example of boundaries. Yeah. I think that I used to tell more people things because I didn't have as many boundaries. Right. And now with, like, the things that really matter, I'm like, okay, yeah, there's very few people that I'm talking to about this. Yeah. I just can't tell people things anymore. That, like, I don't know who to trust. Especially when when we work in this industry, like, comedians, I'm like, honestly, I hope they're picking this up very well in the mic. Comedians are mentally ill people. <laughs> we are all mentally ill. We have different things. I happen to have one of the better things. I'm just angry. 
You know what? Honestly, it's a simpler one. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, you know how I'm going to react. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, uh, I'm just going to react the same way every time. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about yourself, tell you where to go, how to get there. Yeah. And then that's it. Right? Like, don't, don't hit me up. Don't talk to me. I don't want to resolve things. I give one chance now. I used to give three chances. I used to be like so chill. But then I was like, why would I give all these chances to these people that don't understand the concept of boundaries and are mentally ill? And also, why would you keep putting yourself through that? Like, even if it, okay, it happens once, say you give them a second chance, but if it happens a second time, it's like, I can't do this again. Yeah, are you fucking me, bitch? Like, why, like, unless your dick is coming inside of me, then why do I need to give you chances? <laughs> I don't know why I have to give you chances. What do I give you chances for? To prove your friendship? Yeah. I have friends. Yeah. I've said this many times in the past month. I'm looking to get rid of friends. <laughs> I've never met someone who really wants less friends. I, I need less friends. Yeah. And I don't want to manifest it. Like, I want good friends. Yes. I want good friends. Yes. I just don't want everyone to be my friend. But I think when you get older, you realize that everyone being your friend or wanting everyone to be your friend is actually bad. It's narcissistic. Yeah. It's like, I don't, obviously I don't want to be disliked by, you know, a large portion of people. Well, unless they suck themselves. But yeah. like... I want to be friendly, cordial, professional with people, but, like, I don't need to be friends with all those people. I don't need to know you like that. Yeah. And, that, and you don't need to know me. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I have my core group of friends. Like, I have my best friends that I've had for 25 years. Which is really rare. Yeah. I don't have a lot of friends that I've had that long. Yeah. And, like, they know who I am. They've seen me at my brokest. They've seen me at my bitchiest. They've seen me fight people. They've been in fights with me. Like, <laughs> we planted trees. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, like, that is something. Like, having a core foundation. I find that a lot of comedians, they make the mistake of not having their outside friends still. It's really important. And there have been points in time where I've lost sight of that. And I always regret it. And I've made more of an effort in the last year to really like make sure I'm not neglecting those friendships because there was a period where I was just too busy. Yeah. And it, it wasn't even that I didn't have time for my friends. I just had time for nothing outside of work and comedy. Yeah. And that wasn't good because that's, again, bad boundaries. Exactly. A hundred percent. But yeah, you need to have people that tether you to reality. And you also need to have people that know you outside of who you are on stage. And what I found is really important is not talking to those friends about what's happening in comedy. And yeah. not bleeding that over into, like, your actual safe space. Yeah. Like, you can share, you know, if you have, like, things that you're proud of or excited about or things that, you know, maybe you're, like, a little bummed about and you need to just, like... No, not even bummed. You don't tell I don't them. tell them anything negative about the comedy community. No, I mean, like, oh, I wanted... I was up for this, but I didn't end up getting it. No. No, you don't even go there? No. Because they don't understand what it means. True. And, like, then they don't know how to really help you. Right. They can't really react in a way... Yeah. ...that is even, like, consoling. Yeah, because they try, but it's also just, like, you don't get it. And it's honestly better that they don't get it, because then you can just go and escape with those people. Yeah. Which is, like, what I like to do. Like, I, I just need to, like, have the grounding aspect of those people in my life, and then not 
have to deal with like bringing anything negative from what I feel about my job. It's like it's like coming home and like trauma dumping your job on your partner. Yeah. Like unfortunately, like and this is not great, but I I, I do kind of respect Ivan for it. He doesn't really know anything that's going on in my life. <laughs> Sorry, what? Like in terms of like work. He he's not someone that like shares anything about work. He's very much of the mindset, like, that's your job, that's what you get paid to do. That's it, go do it. I don't care. He doesn't care. Like he's like, I go in I'm like, how's your day? He's like, Yeah. It happened. I went to work. And like every time I ask his dad, like, how's your day? How's work? He's like, Oh, wonderful. Because it's all sarcasm. Like, what do you think work's like? It sucks. Yeah. I don't want to be there, but I need to live. So that's it. I don't want to talk about it more. I'm not there anymore. I get <laughs> that part. I'm, I've am i left the environment and therefore I don't need to go back into what it was like. And like, because my work is like nonstop, if I was just like venting to Ivan 24-7 about my job, he'd be like, we're breaking up. You yeah. seem to be married to your job. That is a hard thing about comedy and what I'm encountering now I'm like I actually don't talk about it a ton unless like like unless a like if I'm on a date with someone I don't want to talk about stand-up and like if I'm hanging out with someone it's like I don't really want to tell you what shows I did this week and how they were oh I know when people are like oh what's comedy like I'm like uh bad like, good, but also insane. Yeah, it's like, I, like... If I, also, if I told you, you wouldn't even believe me. <laughs> that's the whole thing. And that's when I realized how mentally ill we all are. Because it's, like, beyond believable. Yeah. It's, none of, like, it doesn't make sense when I'm saying it out loud. Like, some of my friends come to my shows, and, like, they only come to things that are really important, and they see the whole lifestyle that we live. And they're like, how do you do this every day? Why do you do this every day? Yeah. And they're like, honestly, if you weren't actually good at your job, I would tell you to not do this. Yeah. Because it seems crazy. Yeah. Like, like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, my <laughs> friends are like, committed, like, married, kids. House. House. Thing. Right? And then they meet up with me. I'm like, can you meet me at Union Station? I'm already drunk. And they're like, what the fuck? That's fair. It's a very different period of life. Yeah. It's a very different way to live your life. And it's going to be like my forever life. Like, it's like, I'm not going to, well, I mean, there's going to be a shift soon. But, um, yeah, like, I don't, I don't see myself doing the whole, like, signing up my kids for swimming and shit and, like, going and sitting there at 7 a.m., and like watching them backstroke. Oh, I would love like, to see you in your red tinted <laughs> frame sunglasses <laughs> walking in with your like purse filled with everything. Literally. <laughs> Pack of smokes in hand. <laughs> yeah, like, do you not want to swim yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this for six weeks and you can't butterfly? Like, what the fuck is up, kid? Like, when do you think you're going to get to the Olympics? <laughs> I'm gonna be a terrible mom. No, I think you'll be a really good mom. Um, I think that you will be other parents' nightmare, not because of you, but because I think you naturally will do a lot of things that other parents avoid. Yeah. Like, I find 
watching parents interact is so weird because they like don't talk directly to each other a lot of the times about their kids. Like you'll see a kid do something fucked up, right? And then you'll see another parent there and their kid. And it's like, like this kid, like just like threw like a rock at the other kid's eye. And the parent whose kid is like throwing rocks is like, oh, don't do that. And then the other parent has to like stop themselves from like ripping out the rocks from their hand. Yeah, see, the, I'll, I'll fight other parents. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the problem. Yeah, you said it first, so I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll just be like, so, like, you think it's cool that your kid doesn't have any boundaries or yeah. respect? My Not mom really. very much spoke to me, and I don't know if this is, like, a Jewish thing, but she always spoke to me like I was already an adult. That is actually apparently one of the best things you can do for your kids. Yeah. Is to not talk down to them or talk to them in, like, a patronizing or childish way. Yeah. Just talk to them like an adult, like another human being. Like, when things would happen, my mom would just be like, so what did you think was going to happen there if you did that? <laughs> and I'd be like, what? I, like, I was problem solving, like, in the diapers. Like, she just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. She's just like, so, like, yeah, you know, you wanted to play with that, and then you fell, and you're crying, and you want me to help you. Why? Those were your choices. <laughs> I can't imagine crying and being like, those were your choices. Oh, my, when I used to cry when I was growing up, my mom would fake cry with me to show me how stupid I looked. My parents once videotaped one of my temper tantrums. Oh my... They were, they were my dad... My, there's literally video footage of my dad's like, I'm recording this one day to show at your wedding. No! <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, so cute, you think I'm gonna get married? Aw, awesome. <laughs> that was four-year-old me. There's a video of me actually out there, um... It's on VHS, which is so funny that that's a thing that we don't use anymore. But Vintage. Very vintage. But I used to be so obsessed with food. I still am. And wouldn't wait to eat. Like, my mom would always tell me, this is her biggest pet peeve. She'd be like, it's hot, wait. And then when it's cooler, you can eat it. And I would never listen, and I'd always burn my mouth. And she's like, wait, please wait. And then she's a video of me. And she did this on purpose. She had these Swiss chalet fries. And she's like, these fries are really hot. I'm going to go into the other room. Do not eat them. I'm going into the other room. Do not eat the fries. They're very hot. She said it so many times. And then she left. And I looked at the fries. And I was like, huh. And then I put my whole hand in there. Grabbed a whole handful of them. They're burning my hands. And then you just see a video of me be like, Pulling them up to my mouth, shoving them in my mouth, and then burning my mouth and me be like, Aah! and then chewing. <laughs> and she was like, I literally have to take you to get assessed. <laughs> and they told me you were fine. And I was like, do it again. Test her again. <laughs> that is probably the most Tamara thing ever. <laughs> like, the, like, you're saying that and all that makes sense. Honestly. Even the noises yeah. and the facial expressions. I'm like, yes, that all tracks. That all tracks. Should we call my mom? Let's see. To tell us the story. I guess I just told it, but it'd be really funny to hear how she says it. Because I do know that she can probably say it a little bit better than me. Let's see. She might not be home. That's fair. She's busy. 
Yeah, 76 year old busy woman. I feel like she has got like a very. Hey, mom. You're on my podcast right now. I have a question for you. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I was trying to tell that story about the fries when I was a baby and I was putting my hand in the fries. Do you want to explain that again for us? I'm in the mood. You're not in the mood? Okay, I'll call you back. Yeah, okay. Okay, bye. Yeah. Honestly, everything I just said about you on the podcast really tracks right now. Okay, anyway, I'll call you back after we're done. What? You're coming here tonight? No, Mom, I'm on the podcast. I have to call you back. Okay, okay, bye. Bye. Yeah, so that that's, you know... She didn't want to talk to you. <laughs> no, my mom was like, please don't contact me unless it's something that involves money. An emergency. Yeah. Even then, maybe don't. Okay, I think this is a fun story. Or, sorry, I think this is a fun question to ask to wrap up the episode. Yes. Um. Okay. So if someone told you they saw me at a random location in the middle of the night, where would you immediately assume that I was? Somewhere getting food. Um, I feel like that's the same for both of us. That's literally what I was going to say for you. On a pilgrimage to get a snack. Yeah. 100% somewhere getting food. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We are the same and we know each other so well. Yeah. Not the same answer for both of us. Oh, that's so funny. That or smokes. Oh, yeah. Smokes or trying to find weed. Yeah. Top three. Top three. 100%. Or leaving someone's house. Leaving a guy's house. (laughs) Leaving a house. Yeah. Oh, leaving a house. Yeah, I almost went out after last night at 5.30 a.m. Where? Someone was having people over. Duh. And I was just like, and then I just thought to myself, nigga, you're 35. No more. Next season, I'm... Keeping a 10.30 p.m. bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Next season, I'm coming in, like, full nun. Yeah. Just, like, trying to live my best holy life. Okay, so next season, maybe we'll try and do an episode about um, our holy habits. Yeah, I'm trying to do Sober October. Nice. And then, um, yeah, we'll see. Just trying to be a better person overall. Alcoholic November. Yeah, and then raging November. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's my birthday month. Okay, this has been fun. What a wrap to the season. This has been great. It's been great. Great season. High five. (laughs) First of all, you're supposed to look at the elbow when you high five. I I can't even see anymore. I'm so tired. Okay. Yeah, there, we did, did it. it. High five. All Thanks right. for listening. Um, we love you. We love each and every one of you. Yes. Kisses. Thanks, thanks for listening to the Pretty Bitchy Podcast. We will be back next season with more bitchiness and even prettier. Yeah. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.